Kim Globus. And I'm John Wilkes. And this is the Living Sober Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the first statement in the Women for Sobriety program booklet, and that is, I have a life-threatening problem that once had me. I now take charge of my life and my well-being. I accept the responsibility. So Kim, what does that statement mean to you? Well, I think for most of us who had this life-threatening problem, when there was any kind of difficulty before, it's like, oh, this is too hard. I got to drink. I got to drink. And since I've stopped, oh, I don't have to. And really, it's not as bad as it was. And I do take responsibility. And I think taking responsibility is just not picking up. It's as easy as that. I absolutely agree. In fact, that just this morning, you know, this always happens when I'm like in my kitchen, I'm looking out the window, like I get hit with these like existential crises, like randomly. And I'm thinking about something I have to do this weekend. And after four years of sobriety, I'm still like, how am I going to do that sober without that comfort that I had that like escape that I had. And it's a reminder that I still have that problem. I still have that life threatening problem because I still have that longing for that reckless abandon that alcohol gave me. But taking the responsibility means, okay, I recognize that this is still something that I I struggle with. So I need to find a way to work that out. What can I do? Or maybe I just have to sit with it and think about it and deal with it. You know, like you just said, back in the day, you would just be like, well, I have alcohol, so I'll be okay. And now it's like, you just really have to do the work. How am I gonna handle this thing? And it's kind of a project. (laughs) Each time you undertake it, you know? It reminds me of, I think it was Mark Twain who said 90% of the things I worry about never happen. Mm -hmm. But when you're drinking, alcohol makes everything a problem. Everything is a drama. And when you stop drinking, it's like, oh, here's this problem. Oh, I thought it was this gigantic, insane, anxiety-producing thing. And it's actually just this little tiny thing here. And it's so much easier to deal with because you're not pouring alcohol all over it and making it this beast. (laughs) Absolutely. And taking responsibility is dealing with your shit. I mean, that's what living sober is, right? You just deal with your shit. And you do realize this is not that big a deal. You know, and I mean, I have high anxiety and that was part of the reason why I drank. Learning that anxiety is most of the time up in your head and a lot of the things your brain is telling you are not true are not actually going to happen and if they do they're not going to be as bad as you make them out to like you just said and you feel good about yourself when you just like go handle your shit without having to rely on that old crutch mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah and another thing it's like i remember when i was drinking and we would be talking and i was always i always wanted to be the one to have the witty retort and i thought these things that i said were just so hysterical but and when i realized later after i got sober is they were just mean or they were cutting or they were unnecessary but i had to be the one to have that last little retort oh look how smart and sassy i am you know i'm saying this thing and now i find that when i'm in a conversation and people are saying things that might be provocative or something i'm just sitting there and thinking and it's like taking that pause taking the pause and saying I don't have to say anything here. Really, nobody cares what I say. You know, I don't have to be the last one to say something. Oh, isn't that just being able to sit with something and not immediately react and not, I mean, I have this little temporary tattoo that's coming off my arm, but it actually was a pause button, like from a VCR. Oh, wow. Um, and trust me, I still forget to pause. <laughs> that's where you catch yourself. Your thoughts start to spiral. You'd be like, okay. 
I'm just thinking. Those are just thoughts. Sit with them. Take a pause before you react. Life isn't like a series of knee-jerk reactions anymore, as I feel like it was when we were drinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everything was a knee-jerk reaction. Everything was fly by the seat of your pants, just go, 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 go. And this is like, it was so dramatic. Like, I see now, I see people, and when you're sober and you watch people drink, it's what an eye-opener. I see people and they just dive into the drama. This is not a dramatic moment. This does not have to be a big problem. This is just a normal thing that happens. Mm -hmm. Why are you putting drama all over it? It's because they're drinking, 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 and every time they drink it gets more dramatic it's crazy that's so funny you say that because you talk about watching people drink and this is something that's still really hard for me but um going to baseball games like I'm a huge baseball fan and you watch people drink when you go to baseball games and you're sober I mean I feel like as alcoholics or people that have had addiction issues like you always you're the one that notices what other people are drinking and I just like I I mean I used to be I'm not I was your typical obnoxious drunk at a sporting event because I would be pre-gaming like early yep. in the morning yep. through the tailgate, through the game, and who knows what was going to happen by the time the game was over. I mean, I might be passed out like in the parking lot for real. Um, and now I just, I see people like screaming their heads off and like freaking out. To be the one that's just sort of sitting there like looking around and just, just enjoying like being out. I'm like, wow, this is like the gift of sobriety plus Drinking is expensive. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Especially at sporting events, Oh my gosh. Right? Well, I have an app on my phone, and I, I can't tell you what it is right now, but it, so I've been, this month, August 23, I will be three months sober this month. And I'm so psyched. And I have this app. And the last time Wait, I don't checked you mean it, three years. Can I'm sorry. Did I? What did I say? You said three months. Oh no! I'm a three hey, years. Let's, let's three not undersell years. it here. Three yes. Years. Okay. No, I, but no. I had to. I had to oh, put that out there. Thank you so much. And three years is awesome. And I'm in the beginning. It was hard, hard, hard. But now it's like. Wow, wow. But anyway, I just lost my my, my thought. You're talking about how expensive it is. Oh yeah. And so this app I have. I, the last time I checked, which I think it was in June, I've saved $15,000 by not drinking. And I was like, I was thinking like, you know, $15 a day. But you know, if you go to a bar or you go somewhere, you can knock out $15 in a minute. Oh, so, good Lord. $15 was the, like how much my drink cost because I was like a high-end tequila, right. like top shelf tequila drinker. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking like three high octane beers yeah. was, you know that would be I was thinking oh that's the minimum but I'm sure I've spent I've, I've probably saved way more than that in the and if I had continued drinking the way I would and and as a result in the last three years we have gotten a lot of projects done around here that never would have happened mm. otherwise you, everything you're saying is opening up many doors in my brain it's it's funny I used to consider myself a cheap date and I think back and I was literally our dinner bills my husband and I were mostly alcohol and we would like joke about it now I mean we literally we we go out very rarely but when we do we drink like water or like one diet coke we don't even get like the refill it's so amazing and cheap much much cheaper oh yeah so i i wanted to maybe touch on the part of the statement that talks about responsibility i'll start i mean i was thinking that like in the last probably 10 years as my addiction to alcohol was ramping up of course i i think i knew deep down that my drinking was a problem but i could not slash would not see it so i i was literally um abdicating responsibility for my life like and i think that was part of the draw 
of drinking for me because I'd spent my whole life like trying to be perfect and trying to be that responsible eldest child. And it was like, now's my time to just say F it, F it all. And I didn't realize how much, you know, I really had become a child with, with, and not taking responsibility for my life. And um, making others pick up the pieces. Like I would literally just get drunk and not care about the consequences. And my, like my husband would end up having to drive me, drive me home, get me home, make sure I was safe. I mean, talk about like lack of responsibility. I literally had none. And then to, to admit that your drinking is a problem, such a huge step. And then to, to take responsibility for your life is a very scary thing, right? Yes. Because you, that means that you have, like, if you fail, it's on you and you have to try and you have to struggle and you have to go through the discomfort that you always wanted to avoid. And that's why you drank. Taking responsibility is hard work, but it's so rewarding. Yes. Wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. And another part of this is, and I I know exactly what you're talking about. When you drink, it reminds me of that other quote, which is, I started doing one thing and gave up everything. And then I gave up that one thing and I got everything. And so I'm paraphrasing. Wow, but you know I've never it, heard that you one. You never heard that. So you start drinking and you give up everything else in your life. And then you stop drinking and you get everything back. And I really feel that. The good and the bad. And the good the and thing. the bad. That's the thing yes. about living sober. You have to take the, the good and the bad. And you also have to live in that gray area of nothingness, you know, where it's not good or bad. It's right. just that sort of like normalcy for lack of a better term, which can be really painful, yes. right? Yes. You have, But to experience the good, you have to go through the bad. And then you have to sit through those in-between times. Yes, yes. Um, so many shades of gray. And, so many and for gray. somebody who's, like, as an addict, you want to stay in the good all the time and never, ever, ever experience the bad. And so, like, taking responsibility means, like, I accept everything that life is going to throw at me. And I, I'm i going to face it without turning to that medication or that escape hatch that I had. Right, right. Um, and so that's why I, I feel like we're calling this podcast Living Sober because that is what it's all about. Now that we have taken that step and said, I have a life-threatening problem, I admit that. And I'm ready to take responsibility for my life, whatever that means. It's freaking terrifying, but I have to do it, right? Yeah, and and don't you feel like it was really, really scary at the beginning and it was really, really hard at the beginning, but now it's like, man, I'm so glad I did that. I thank my lucky stars every stinking day that I am sober because... Life is so much easier, and I don't have to think every day. When's my oh next drink? My When's God. my next drink? When's my next drink? I don't even have to deal with that anymore. Kim, I work in um, drug and alcohol treatment now, and that I see clients who are in that cycle right now, where every single waking moment is thinking about where they're going to get money or where they're going to get drugs or alcohol, you know, whatever. And that that torturous cycle to be free of that is is worth. All of the shit that you got to deal with when you're living sober, right? Yes. And if I could, since you've thrown out some quotes, I want to close with a quote from a, it's actually an Incubus song called Drive. Maybe you've heard it. And it's really about taking responsibility for your life. It's driven me before, and it seems to be the way that everyone else gets around. Lately, I'm beginning to find that when I drive myself, my light is found. 
Wow. And I found, I feel like that is so, I feel like that song's about addiction and yeah. about deciding to get sober. Honestly, every song is about that <laughs> to me now. Yes, uh, yes, yes. But think about like driving yourself. That's literally, I used to make my husband drive me everywhere because I was always drunk or on the way to getting drunk. That's right. And now I drive myself and the the clouds have parted and there is light in life again. Isn't that perfect? That's beautiful. That's absolutely perfect. The Living Sober podcast is based on the 13 statements in the Women for Sobriety program booklet. For more information on Women for Sobriety, go to wfsonline.org. The soundtrack for this podcast is by Clear Deep Sea. Thanks for listening.